I'm Deborah Ishihara and I'm our podcast editor. Today I have James Davis, one of the founding partners of the employment practice at our UK law firm, Lewis Silkin, to talk to me about the future role of the state in supporting the workforce. Welcome to Talking Work, the employment law podcast by Use Laboris. In each episode, we invite a different guest to discuss what's happening in the world of work. If you're an HR professional of any kind, this podcast is for you. Governments around the world have been grappling with a lot of difficult questions during COVID, and some of the old norms around the role of the state might start to change more permanently. James has recently written an article for us on this, and it appears in our flagship publication, The Word, so I'm going to ask him some questions about it. Hello, James. Hi, Deborah. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, so, James, we, we know that governments around the world have acted on an unprecedented scale to provide support for people during the pandemic. And we now also know that the pandemic has gone on a lot longer than we initially hoped. Do you think it will still be possible to go back to what we might describe as normal eventually? Um, well, I, th- I think, you know, pe- people are referring to the, the world post-pandemic as the new normal. Uh, and I think in many ways it will probably resemble the old normal. Um, you know, I can see m- many of us um embracing meals out with friends evenings in a bar or cafe foreign holidays um you know and probably cherishing them even more than we did um did before having um, missed out on them for so long however i think some things are inevitably going to to change um and i think the pandemic's going to have accelerated change that was um which was there um in any event um i think technological change will gather pace as organizations you know I, see see that see an opportunity to um adapt to the um world moving forward i mean we're all um now much more used to uh online shopping than we uh were before and um you know whilst whilst that was there pre pandemic um it it's a genie that uh, can't be put back into the bottle and the uh, impact on that is going to have a, a a big impact on many uh many jobs i think the um global adoption of home working will will probably have the biggest impact on on employment um it does risk creating a two-tiered workforce those of us who can work from home and those whose jobs mean that they can't um work from home um those who have worked from home um, there are there are obviously challenges and issues for many people working from home but i think um many people have also experienced the benefits of commuting and more family time and these are benefits that people are not going to want to give up completely. And the the, the evidence so far is the um, the office workers' future. Um, the majority of people are going to be working part home, part in the office. Maybe two or three week days a week in uh, at home, and two or three days a week in the office. Um, that's certainly going to be the case um, at uh, at my firm. So what do you think will happen to city centres and suburbs? Will there be some sort of rearrangement in your view? Well, I think homeworking and video meetings will hit hard those city centre jobs that are dependent on masses of office-based workers in need of nourishment or other services on their doorstep, even if workers return uh, part of their time to their offices. Those able to work from home, at least partially, will look locally for coffee shops and retail outlets that... um, uh, they used to uh, visit close to their offices, and this will create new jobs in the suburbs and towns. Mm-hmm. And so now from a, a managerial point of view, what sort of things will be more important or more challenging, do you think, in the new world than in the old? Um, well, I think 
one of the things that's um, come out of the, um, uh, the, the, the the homeworking and the pandemic is the uh, is the importance of um, dealing with mental health. Um, and I think that uh, managing mental health will become core to uh, health and safety obligations of employers as um, homeworking becomes much more the norm. I think, again, homeworking and other challenges, data security, um, that'll pose new challenges for uh, employers in the, um, in the world ahead. Then there are other issues. I mean, collective representation is much less straightforward where people um, uh, only ever encounter each other on Zoom calls um, or, or, or occasionally in the in the office, and I think we all miss the simple interaction with our colleagues who we used to meet um, at the workplace. Um, integrating new joiners to a team is a, a particularly difficult challenge. I'm conscious, even within my team, that um, we've had several people join since uh, since this time last year. Um, and it's you know particularly challenging to join a team and never have met in person the people you're working with um, on a day-to-day -day basis. I think you know one of the um, implications of the hybrid uh, model, one of the, the challenges um, for employers, is going to be shifting um, the purpose of the office from one where people come, put their heads down, and um, type away at their laptops. Um, all day to one where the focus is much more on you know, promoting the benefits of collaboration and team working. And, and now we get to the nub of your article. What about governments? What sort of questions will they have to grapple with going forward, first of all? Well, I think there's a huge um, range of um, challenges that are going to arise out of the, um, you know, the short and long term impact of the, uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, and you, you see that a little bit in the responses that have um, uh, come from governments during um, the, the 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 last um, year. I mean, you know, how, how will employers be able to discourage employers from making job cuts? Um, you know, the, the question of what support is appropriate for those who find themselves unemployed, uh, and with the ever-changing work place um, uh, accelerated by um, the pandemic, how can governments encourage the development of skills appropriate for the jobs of the next decades? And then you know, in the increasingly competitive world that we live um, and, and coming out of the pandemic, what level of job regulation and security will be uh, appropriate? And with home working, uh, you know, what steps are going to be appropriate to regulate employment? You know, are employment laws enacted for an old normal still relevant for a new normal another challenge for for governments and again governments borrowing at unprecedented uh, levels raises and is already raising questions of how um, employers and employees and how income should properly be taxed moving forward um, and finally um, I think the question is going to be as to um, whether or not governments are going to look for uh international solutions to these problems or whether they will retreat into domestic solutions and things like a universal basic income has um, has risen in um uh the attention given to it has has risen in um recent months as we we look to solutions to new problems okay so there's a there's a lot to think about there given all these challenges do you expect governments to remain more interventionist than they've typically been in the past I think I do. I think it's um, 
not difficult for, to foresee that the uh, government intervention that we've seen across the world um, to combat the economic and health consequences of uh, COVID-19 is going to result in an increased expectation for greater government action to protect jobs in the economy. And I think politics has changed a lot in recent years. Um, the traditional left-right politics, the traditional pro-business, low-regulation and low-tax uh, politics on one side and pro-worker, pro-state intervention uh, policies on the other side seems to have um, uh, fragmented somewhat. And we now have complex political divisions and we have divisions between populists and liberals, nationalists and internationalists. So um, I, I think the um, the sort of uh, historic um, low tax, low regulation approach is going to be much less um, prevalent moving forward. And I, I think we've, we've seen that a little bit in the um, significant um, government intervention that we've seen over the last year, you know, almost universally across the world. Mm. And tell me um, a little bit more about um, a particularly interesting question, I find anyway, that you referred to just a minute ago, and that's the possibility of a universal basic income. Yeah, I mean, that's been on the, um, the, the, the agenda. People have been looking, that, uh, looking at that and talking about that for, for, for many years, but it may be that its time has come. I think the, um, the, 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 the fact that um, people would be much more accustomed to um, the state playing a role um, to support their wages, the furlough scheme in the United Kingdom, whereby um, the state has paid the wages of uh, a large sector of the um, population is going to shift um, the public's approach to, um, to, to, to government support. And, and I think, you know, we, we, there have been a number of studies about un universal basic income. There was a, a, a big one in Finland recently, um, whereby the Finnish government um, paid a set uh, income to, to everybody, irrespective of then whether they were working or not. And um, the results of that were, 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 were interesting because there was not a significant um, uh, improvement in, uh, well, there was, there was an improvement, but the numbers were not significant in the amount of people that, um, that, that were in work as a result. But there was a significant improvement in financial well-being, mental health and confidence in those who were in receipt of the universal uh, basic income than, than, than those who weren't. And, you know, another... Um, Another example is that in Spain recently, as a, a consequence of the um, COVID-19, COVID um, we saw in May last year the introduction of a basic minimum income, um, which uh, I mean may, fall, um, may, may, may um, be a precursor to the, uh, uh, the, the ways in which governments will adapt to um, the, the, the changing world ahead. Well, thank you very much, James. That was a really interesting future gaze. And we'll no doubt start to see very soon how things actually pan out. If you'd like to read James's article, there's a link to the word where it's published in the notes to this podcast. The word contains lots more future gazing articles, too, including one on looking after employees' mental health, one on cybersecurity threats for remote workforces, and a really interesting one, in my view, on how cities may change in the future and many more. And if you'd like to take a deeper dive into any aspect of employment law, you can find loads of material at usetheboris.com. That's it for this episode of Talking Work, but we'll be back very soon with more insights from our guests from around the world. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. 
You can also visit usethebaurus.com to access all our content, resources and tools. 